0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Dirty Dishes and today I am running way behind today. I tried to record an episode earlier and I ended up having a lot of background noise and it just did not work out. Uh, So today I want to talk about being angry and grief and communication and how that affects your relationship. And... I want to talk about this because it is something I'm actually going through at this point in time with my spouse and it's something that we are learning about through therapy and if I can impart some wisdom or help another couple go through this, um, I am more than eager and willing to do that. And I think when we see our spouse start to shut down and we see them dealing with grief And it's not in the most productive or healthy way. And it starts to also affect our relationship and say your relationship already has some problems in it because who doesn't? You know, day-to-day life, conflicts, Um, It's kind of the perfect storm, and I think we forget how to communicate with each other. We forget how to look at each other with love and understanding, and also if there's addictions that play into this, or there's been any type of infidelity, or just some really serious issues going on within the relationship, that can be extremely difficult going forward. Um, Trying to move on, trying to juggle the relationship but also deal with these emotions um with grieving and sometimes you start building a house based on anger and resentment and frustration and that is definitely what i have been privy to that is definitely what i have witnessed um, within my own marriage recently so the decision was made um, to go into therapy and i had finally had enough one day i had finally said you know what this is ridiculous." I feel like our relationship is falling apart. I feel like I'm resentful towards you. I feel like you're disengaging. I feel like this is something that really needs to be addressed, that we are not doing our best as a couple. Um, We are having a lot of issues and we're having a very hard time communicating and you can communicate all you want, but if you're not communicating effectively with each other, it's going to make things worse. It's going to make things a lot harder. And that's something that I've really had to learn and had to um, get past because we all have different communication styles and then you go into therapy and you start talking and pretty soon there's some common sense, almost like everyday things that you forget about when you're trying to communicate in a relationship. And so this all began because my mother-in-law that I've touched on several times during this podcast, um, she died almost six years ago. And when that happened, our relationship took a huge hit. And also if you know some background information, you know, my husband and I were both married prior. Um, we moved from my hometown to his hometown. So You know, there's been a lot of transition within our relationship. We're also dealing with my father-in-law having some mental health issues. And so I think there's just a lot of things going on all at once. And sometimes that is the tipping point. When there's just too much going on, you can't focus. You're trying to move forward and be happy in life. And you're just unhappy because there's this nagging Problem within your relationship, there's a lot of anger. I know I was very angry at him because I felt like I was constantly picking up the pieces after his mother died. Um, I was running the kids to and from school. I was, you know, doing my regular 40 hour work week. Then on top of that, I'm cooking and I'm cleaning and I'm doing the laundry. And you know, the everyday household stuff, and then I felt like I didn't have a support system for my partner. I felt like he had checked out mentally within our marriage. I felt like um, he had checked out with raising the children. I, I felt like he wasn't really present in our lives anymore, and I felt like he was really just not here, and he wasn't the person um, that I'm married, and I think that can happen in any marriage. I think you can start to feel like the person is foreign to you, like you don't really know who they are, and you really don't know who they become. And You're supposed to be on this journey together. You are supposed to figure this out together. You're supposed to be moving forward on this path. And sometimes you're not. And it's really a tough spot when you're stepping back and you're looking and you're going, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And that was one of the biggest tipping points for me was feeling like I couldn't... um, I couldn't do this anymore. I couldn't continue the way things were going. I felt like everything was falling apart. I felt like it was just a dumpster fire and I really stopped talking to a few of my friends because I just wanted to kind of isolate myself because I felt like the more I talked to people in general or tried to play like things were happy. the worse it got and and we're all guilty of trying to play like things are happy, like things are great. You know, we post a lovely image on social media, but who knows what's going on behind the scenes? Who knows what's really taking place? And... So I feel like it gets really difficult sometimes when we feel like almost like we're living a secretive life or a double life in a way. Social media presents it one way, um, but in the background, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of frustration, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of anger. And so in talking to our therapist and figuring some things out, I thought it would be beneficial to share for couples out there who are struggling, whether they're just really angry at each other or they're feeling like they're neglecting their relationship or they're trying to deal with grief. Um, I think anytime one of our partners loses a person close to them that was a support system, that was a friend, that was unconditional love, that maybe gave them balance in their lives, um, it's really difficult for them. And sometimes we as partners don't know how to assist them. We don't know how to help them through their grief. Um, We don't know the right things to say. Sometimes we don't know the right things to do. So I think it's really important that um, we have those conversations and, and ask. Ask those questions like, how can I help you? How do you want me to help you? And that's one of the biggest pieces that I've taken away from therapy recently is that we need to have that talked we need to have that talked about, excuse me, improper English there. We need to have those talks. We need to have those discussions. We need to, um, move forward and figure out what our marriage needs and what our lives need moving forward. And, If we're going to continue on this journey and we're going to continue to be married, we can't, or in a relationship or in a long-term commitment, because I don't want to cancel out any relationship and just say, you know, you have to be married to listen to this. That's not what I want to say at all. So what I want is for couples not to sweep things under the rug. I don't want that for any couple because i think once you start the sweeping of the rug and you just sweep all the issues underneath there pretty soon you're sitting there at 70 years old or you know however old you are and you're sitting there after being together you know 20 30 40 years and you're sitting there at 70 and you're going i don't like this person i don't like what they're about i don't like who they are i'm just angry and i'm ready to vacate this relationship um, and, and that does happen. There's people that are, you know, have been together for 20, 30 years that part ways because there's a breakdown in communication. They are no longer on the same path. Um, they're yelling at each other all the time. Ne- they neglected their relationship at some point. And you don't want that. You don't want the kids to leave the nest or when you're growing old together that you just don't like each other anymore. And it becomes a really hard place to be in. So I wanted to talk about this because grief does affect relationships. It does make things really difficult. I know for me, it, it was difficult to talk to my partner. It was difficult to have conversations because he was so spacey and I felt like I couldn't talk to him about anything. I felt like everything was... On me, like there was a lot of pressure on myself to make things happen, to make things right, to be able to move forward, forward, because I felt like I didn't have any support system. Like I felt like he's grieving, he's going through this. You know, I want to be supportive as possible, but at the same time, I wasn't really doing him any justice by doing everything because all it did was build up this resentment and this anger i think in the beginning to take on more responsibilities to help them through is normal but i think when you're still doing it like three four five years later and they're still not really picking up any of the responsibilities or you're not sharing the responsibilities Um, that's when you also need to go talk to somebody because that's going to cause a lot of anger and a lot of frustration. And that is when marriages start to really fall apart and things really start to go haywire. So you can't really let it drag on for three, four, five years before you actually do something to help them move through their grief. If you notice within the first year that they're really not dealing with things very well and they're really struggling with their grief, I encourage you to find a support group for them or you find a support group for yourself or you talk about going to therapy or speaking to somebody at a church or whatever religious affiliation you are, if that's something you want to do. I think it's important to have those conversations because that's where The house of anger gets built. You start to get angry and you start to get frustrated as years go on. And I will say, even my therapist said to us, Hey, you know, this is a really long time for this to go on and not have any, you know, any help with this grief, to not be able to move forward, to have all this anger build up. Because anger turns into resentment. And pretty soon you're just walking down resentment road and you're not able to communicate effectively anymore because it becomes every little thing they do you get annoyed by it and that's what was happening to me i felt like everything he was doing was wrong i felt like everything i was doing was right i i felt like the victim in a lot of situations like he wasn't talking to me so how dare he come at me you know he wasn't expressing his thoughts or his feelings And it got to the point where I was ready to separate from him. It got to the point where I thought, Oh my God, you know, grief has really taken over our marriage and it's caused any other problems that we had to be magnified. And so you have this vicious cycle that you get in where you're constantly snipping at each other, um, where you're not really helping each other at that point. And we forget the love languages. And that's something that the therapist touched on too is something as simple as their love language and understanding what that person is is about there are five love languages I think it's important to understand those as a whole as a couple and understand where you are I encourage you to go online and take the quiz it's free it's simple it can do wonders for your marriage because you know I my love language is quality time his love language is affection So those two things don't necessarily always collide. Um, They don't always line up, but you can make them line up. This will help you moving forward in your relationship. If you start to improve your communication and where you feel your love languages are, it will open a lot of doors. Also, um, having the time express your anger and your frustrations that's a big part in marriage that sometimes i think gets lost yes we all have the friends or family members that they're a couple that screams at each other in public and they don't care um not everybody's that way but typically getting that anger out and getting all those frustrations out is healthy to take that time set it aside and say this is our hour of anger or this is our 15 minutes of bitching, however you want to put it and get it out there. Because if you don't, you have this sweeping under the rug effect that just isn't good. It's not healthy. And it's really becomes difficult, um, to manage your marriage at that point, because you are in this place where you can't get past certain things. So it's really helpful to vent about things. And sometimes we end up venting to a friend or maybe our parent or a coworker about what's going on. That's all well and good. I have no problem with that at all. But I do think venting to each other and saying, this is what upset me today. It can be something as simple as you left that dish rag out and it's been there for three days. Can you please put it in the laundry room? It can be something as big as you forgot to pay the electric bill. It's now 10 days overdue. Now we're getting a notice. What the hell? You know, those types of things, getting that out in the open and and releasing that anger so it's not... Internalized and it doesn't sit there and build up and build up is very helpful in a relationship too. Um, that helps with grief too because you're angry. And I learned that it's very much okay to be angry and I've talked about that on here as well. And it's very hard when the other person that lost their loved one, it's very hard for them to understand why the higher being or god or whatever you believe took that person from them it's it's very hard for them to understand that because maybe they see somebody else walking around living that's living their life and happy and and Maybe they consider them to be not such a nice person or they think this person is a jerk or bad for society and they're like, this person gets to roam the earth and and my mother or my father or my friend doesn't get to. That's unfair. And they need to express that. They need to be able to express that. And we can't just give them platitudes. We can't just say cliche things. We have to really listen And the therapist said today, and I think it's really true, that it's okay to be angry at the higher being. It's okay to be angry at God's choice to take somebody away from you. That is okay. We have this problem where sometimes I think in society, we believe that we can't be angry at the higher power. That we just have to trust the process. But yes, you can trust the process. However, you can still be angry about it. It seems kind of contradictory, but it's true. You can still be like, okay, this person was taken from me and try to understand the path, but you can also be angry about it. And I think that was really helpful to be able to express that anger and say, this is why I'm angry. You know, why was my person taken from me? Why? It doesn't seem fair. And, and that's one of the steps in healing, um, to be able to express that and to be able to say, this is what I'm truly feeling and and work through that. Because until you express that and you meet your emotions where you're at or where they're at, um, you're going to continue to carry this around. You're going to continue to feel this frustration, this anger. And until you release it and you talk about it and you can sit there and have that conversation with your spouse or your therapist, whichever... And, and be able to work through that. That's so important. Um being able to understand where your anger is coming from. Um, also being able to set aside that time to be a couple. That's the other thing that was really helpful. i We've heard about date nights. We've heard about going out, leaving the kids with the sitter if you have any, or you know, just being a couple and, and hanging out with friends or just the two of you, whatever you want to do. Um, we talk about date night all the time, but how many times does date night get pushed off? How many times do we neglect our relationship or marriage because we just don't want to take the time or we're busy with something at work or you know one of the kids has the sniffles and we feel like we shouldn't go out here's the thing we have to make that time for our partner for to make our relationship work also if they're in the throes of grief and they're still grieving they need that support system they need that one-on-one time from you you know like one of my five love languages um, my top one is quality time so a big one to me is sitting there spending that time together and having that one-on-one dialogue whether it's at a restaurant a coffee shop or you know downstairs in the basement and it's just the two of us you know, it it is important that you take that time together, and that's only going to help that person be able to open up to you more about what they're feeling and what their grief is like, um, because grief isn't just the five steps. It affects us in all different dimensions in our lives. It impacts us in different ways, um, and so when we're dealing with marital issues and we have grief on top of that, it's just a big juicy whoppery mess it's almost like a messy whopper from burger king like it looks really great like your marriage looks really great it looks yummy it looks tasty but then there's all this like sauce stripping and maybe the lettuce is wilted and it's overall it's just not healthy sometimes right so i think it's really important um that we work through that and so if you're dealing with that i encourage you to find a way to work through it Also, um, there is the theory of the four horsemen as well. Um, I think it's by the Gottmans and, um, they actually talk about that. You know, you've heard of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Well, this talks about the four horsemen of divorce and it says, this is where you could potentially be headed. Um, if you have these four things going on in your marriage or your relationship it could be coming to an end if you have the four horsemen so i encourage you to look that up too Um, that's helpful but i think it's also helpful to have cards or games or apps that prompt you to have discussions with each other that open up that dialogue if you have something to say and you have something that you're feeling then you know cue cards are a great way or decks of cards are a great way to have those questions on them that can open up that dialogue in the marriage. If you're not that comfortable talking with each other sometimes and you don't know what to say and you don't know how to get the ball rolling um, definitely the five languages of love quiz will help with that but also getting a couple's cue card prompts. I'm sure there's a ton of them online. I'm sure there's an app for it, but I think it's really important to get the ball rolling if you're struggling and you don't know what to say to each other or you don't know how to bring up a sensitive subject. But I think it's important to talk about what happens in our marriages and our relationships and how grief can impact that. It's had a huge impact on our marriage. It's had a huge impact on me and trying to understand the process of grief and that grief is something that we build our lives around and it's something that we learn from as well but it can definitely impact our relationships, it can impact our marriages and I think it's something that needs to be talked about a little bit more in depth. So if you're struggling and you feel like you're at odds with each other and that you don't understand each other anymore, Grief can really play a role in that. And it can change your spouse's or your partner's point of view. And it can change your point of view on life. And you have to be able to reconnect and come back together. I'm probably going to touch on this topic more. I do like to discuss um, the habits and functions of grief and what happens with that. So I think it's really important that you have that open conversation with your partner or your spouse or even a friend that you feel like maybe isn't working through the through their grief that they are definitely struggling and Grief impacts all of us differently. I know for myself, I was very angry. I know for my husband, it caused him to disengage and not really be aware of his emotions. And so we're unpacking a lot of things and that takes time and that takes a lot of um, effort to go through that. But it is worth it if you want to save your marriage and work through things. So if you're going through something like this where marriage and grief collide um, I encourage you to work through it and you're not alone Um, grief does change a marriage it does change a relationship it can reach it can change any relationship that you have in your life it can change your whole point of view and sometimes that's not great you know it can cause friendships to erode it can cause some things to go away Um, it can cause a lot of rifts and, and, and dips in communication Um, so I encourage you if you're going through something like this and you need some help, I would reach out, um, do what is best for you. There's a lot of hotlines out there. There's a lot of different things. If you Google it, Google's a great search engine. I love it. It has a lot of different things out there. So I think it's important that we talk about our grief by no means. Am I a licensed therapist? This is just my opinion. Um, do that with, do what you will with that. Um, But I think it's important to share that we all go through um, different phases in our marriages and our relationships and grief can really impact our relationships and it can really take things to a different level. It can take it to a bad place or it can cause us to rise above. And I think Grief is a very powerful tool in our lives. I think it's something we can definitely learn from, but it can also cause a lot of harm in our lives too if we're not dealing with our thoughts and our feelings that we have coming forward with grief and and what we're feeling. Um, Anytime there's a loss, we have to be able to process that and work through it.